For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, friends. Welcome back. We are so excited. We have ventured back to the baseball world, and we have a very special guest here. So I'm going to let her kick it off and just tell us all about her and her journey. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashton Biggs. I am the wife of Austin Biggs. He is the assistant baseball coach at Southwest Mississippi Community College in the tiniest town of Summit, Mississippi. This is his fourth year here. We have been married for just a little over a year, but we've been together for six years. So I just recently moved down here and we're just living the life right here. So where were you guys at before? So were you living separately and doing long distance? Yeah, so we're both originally from the Jackson area. He's from Clinton, Mississippi, and I'm from Pearl, Mississippi. And I stayed there until we got married. I mean, I say it's long distance, it's like an hour, but it felt like forever away. Girl, long distance is long distance. We've been there. We know that it's long. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes or six hours. It's still a lot of long time. Especially during any season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's awesome yeah. that you guys um, were able to make it work. And that is so great to hear. And I do want to say that when Brittany and I leave Mississippi, whenever that time is, I hope we get your accent because I want one yes. so bad. <laughs> yes. Um, so for baseball, has he always wanted to be a baseball coach when you first started dating? So when we first started dating, he was a student assistant at Mississippi College where we met and where we both graduated from. But I think originally he didn't want to be a baseball coach. It just kind of happened. And honestly, I could never see him doing anything else. It's like watching a five-year-old open their favorite toy for Christmas every single day. I love that. <laughs> That's so cute. So what does his schedule look like? Tell us all of the things. Your schedule, his schedule, how does it all line up? It doesn't. A lot, <laughs> actually. He works a lot. They have a fall season and a spring season. And truly, I believe the fall season is a lot more stressful than the spring season. It's just six weeks of... Every single day, there's something going on. A lot of times, we only see each other through the fence at practice. Like, I'll just go show up at practice, and we'll talk for a minute, and then I'll go back home. Um, I'm a school teacher, so I get up, and I'm gone before he gets up, and I get home pretty early, and he doesn't. So 
I'm really involved on campus, like anything that I can do in any sport with him, with basketball, football, anything I try to do. If there's a recruiting trip or anything going on, like I try to tag along or just come sit and talk. Like we might just sit in the press box during a high school game going on at the field, but I mean, we do what we can to make it work. We have um, interviewed some baseball ladies, and y'all take the cake for the amount of hours and games that you have to endure and be there and just squeeze in that time. So I definitely, I, I feel like I'm starting to know more and appreciate way more of the baseball sport because I did not know that much in the beginning. So when you said you're a teacher, what grades do you teach or what, what subject? What do you do? I teach third grade math. Oh, that's so fun. That's like the best age, too. <laughs> that's all I've ever taught for, this is my fifth year teaching third grade math. Wow. Math. I, I know. mean. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun because they're just now learning multiplication Aww. and fractions. So you just bring in all the food and the snacks and <laughs> put these in groups, cut this in half and... More fun for me because I just snack all day. I think that's where my math, like after that grade, like third grade, it ended. The passion ended after third grade. Yeah, I agree. I could not go any higher. (laughs) I would do the decimals, add a fraction, subtract, no, mm mm-mm. So since you have been teaching third grade, I want to ask with baseball, did you feel like in the beginning that when you started your career and then he is starting his, did you have a grasp of what this would all take to be the coach's wife or how did you kind of evolve over time with season? I was still in college when I first started dating. So I kind of just sat back and observed and just kind of went with it. And then I got my first teaching job and he was still coaching in the area. And so again, just show up when I can and go where I can. And I'm just thankful I'm a teacher because when he took this job down here, it was just, I could just find a job here. And I know that that'll be a job that'll, I can get wherever. This isn't my forever job. This is not what I want to do long-term, but right now it works and it's perfect for his career and his schedule. And it's just what's working right now. That totally makes sense. What's your long-term goal then for your career? I just want to work in an athletic department in some capacity. Right now, I'm um, in May, I'll graduate with my master's in sports administration. So anything in the athletics. When I was in college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I got four years in and I went five years and I loved college so much. But (laughs) my fourth year, I was like, this is not what I want to do. And then at the end of my fourth year of college, I met Austin and realized, okay, the Lord was really orchestrating this because this is who I was supposed to be with. And so I do have that. Athletics doesn't ever work out because it might not. Austin's first. I want him to live his dream because he had that dream before I did. And I want him to live his dream. And if I'm able to accomplish my goals that way, then I'll do it. But if not, then I can still teach. Girl, you are so humble with that saying, and I appreciate that you said that because most of the time, bitterness comes from accepting that they like their path has to come first. And so I think that you are going to be able to do both. So I have high hopes that you will be able to do your sports, athletic, admin, whatever you want to do, because I have faith that positions like that work out. But I think that that is so amazing that you have decided that this is where you're supposed to be planted for the moment in order to make your relationship work and his career. 
Yeah. With summers, because you get summers off as a teacher. So what does their summer schedule look like? Do you guys get some time together or is it like recruiting a lot of the times? I know when I played softball, recruiting was really big during the summer. So recruiting is big 12 months a year, but in the summer it is, I wouldn't say it's as big as it usually is, but there are games, you know, tournaments going travel ball on the weekends and stuff like that. But we are able to travel a little more than during like August to May. That's when we usually take our biggest trip of the year, whatever we do, we just carve out a week and everything else is scheduled around that. Yeah, I want to ask, so the holidays are coming up, so I want to know with Christmas and Thanksgiving, I know that, I mean, we are in it too, like it's just, it depends on what their schedule is, it happens like last minute if you are going to do the Thanksgiving or the Christmas time, but I want to know, do you have the traditions that y'all have done due to his schedule, you've kind of like carved out time? Thankfully, Christmas and Thanksgiving are totally dead. For his job, at least. Easter and Valentine's Day are usually the ones that have stuff going on. But Christmas and Thanksgiving, like, he'll get off the whole week for Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, I think he gets off for, like, six weeks. And they don't do anything. They might go, I take that back. They put ryegrass out every year in December for the cold weather. I always like, why are we doing this? But that's about literally the only thing they do during Christmas break. So I'm very thankful for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then Christmas tradition, we always take a trip right before the season starts. It's kind of our last shebang before I say, see you later till May. So we've done that every single Christmas break that we've been together. And we just always find some place new to go and just kick off the season. And then what does your spring look like? Do you follow him and go to away games or are you mostly just go to home games or what do you try to do with, with the season? I try to go to every single thing I can be at. Wow. wow. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah. Those are my babies. His boys are my babies, and I will be at anything and everything that I can for them. Thankfully, the farthest away game is usually about four hours. And so that usually ends up falling on the weekend, so that works out. But there's so many days that I just run out of my classroom, jump in my car, and drive to wherever the game is. And then I might get home, you know, 10, 11 at night. But it stresses me out to not be there. I can't believe that you drive that. I mean, I'm just like baffled. I'm like, good for you, girl. That is dedication right there. That's awesome. I do want to know, because you said players. You said that you're close to the players. So I want to know, like, what are some things that you do? Because not every level of baseball or any other sport, you get to connect with them. And it sounds like that you know them pretty well. So what do you get to do and get to know them? How do you do that? So as I said before, I sometimes just go to practice just to say hey and leave. But a lot of times I'll just sit and hang out and they'll come get water. They'll be cleaning the field. And, you know, I just ask them, you know, how's your classes? How's your day? Whatever. We have them over for dinner at our house about once a month. If they ask it, it'll be twice a month because sometimes they want a specific meal and they want to come. Every away game, I make them goodie bags for their birthdays. I like to call myself the birthday fairy. I go drop a bag of cookies in their locker in the locker room while they're at practice. So when they come back from practice, they have their cookies. Can't think of anything else right now. 
No. That's a lot. That's a lot. What do you mean anything else? I'm like, I need a birthday fairy to come bring me treats. They're great. They're everybody asks, when are y'all gonna have kids? When are y'all gonna have kids? Well, we have four dogs and thirty-five boys. We yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, that's oh my gosh, you're so sweet. That's awesome that you guys do that. And so does the head coach do something as well, or did he kind of instill that? Or where did you come up with all of these ideas? Honestly, um, I just joined a lot of coaches' wives communities around social media, like y'all's, and just kind of took from different coaches' wives that I could learn from and just kind of made my own way. I still don't know exactly what I want being a coach's wife to look like, but I know that this is a ministry and I know that we're called to love, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love the baseball players, I'm going to love the random softball players that come in. We're just here to love them. And that's my main goal is to love them and just be there for them. Girl, it sounds like you already got it figured out <laughs> from what I can tell. That's awesome that you show love in that way. And I think that even, you know, what we have found is even baking like the cookies or even words of encouragement goes such a long way. And they there's this trust that comes from that um, with the players. And I think that there's like a big divide between you don't want to be like this wife authority figure you just want to be someone that can feel that comfort and that void because a lot of the players are away from family and friends so that's amazing that you get to do that but I do want to know what are in these goodie bags because I'm dying to get some ideas of what you do gum blow pops a water usually a bag of chips and sunflower seeds if they're not playing somewhere with turf oh I love that (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's a great idea. Sometimes they'll come up to practice and be like, hey, can you put cookies in our goodie bags this week? Because they think that I make like these magical homemade cookies, but they're just Pillsbury cookies yeah. thrown on a, a pan. Sometimes the, that's the best though, you know? Yeah, that's those are. To go for. So do you do all this stuff for your classroom as well? Because I can only imagine like you're super, you seem super creative. Not so much. And I don't like that I don't do that in my classroom, but I don't know. I guess it goes back to the athletic world is where I want to be I was kind of talking to somebody about this today like I love the little kids and I love to love on them but it's just something about being around the the college kids that I don't know just fills my cup up yeah and I think that's okay to not know like what role you fit in or like what you're supposed to be doing because I feel like with this journey that we're all on no matter what age you're at or how many years you've done this you're constantly evolving and trying to figure out like okay He's got a set career path and goal, and then I'm trying to figure out how I fit in and I can make myself feel full and my cup fill up that way. So I think that, you know, you just sharing that you have found your little niche of what makes you happy is just so important for everyone to hear because I feel like a lot of times we try to do all the things and make all the things perfect, and you obviously have already figured out where your passions are at, so that's amazing. So where do you guys find time for like each other? I know you're saying recruiting trips are important to you. Is that kind of where you guys find like your little pockets of time? Typically, wherever we can find it, and a lot of times it is a recruiting trip because we can go out to eat. There's always more options to eat when we leave, but a lot of it is just finding time and whatever works. I have a planner on my desk right here and I plan out everything and I'll look and be like, okay, you don't have anything this night. I don't have anything this night. Like, please, can we go out to eat or please can we sit at home? 
that never actually works out. But I mean, I have good intentions every time, but something always comes up. So we just have to try and find something that works. Does your family understand and friends when you were first, when you all first started dating, whether they're like, whoa, you're about to enter in this baseball world. This is going to be really difficult. They absolutely do not understand it. My dad understands going and cheering him on and wanting him to win. My sister's around a lot and my niece where they, they know some of the players by name or they know what's going on. My mom still doesn't understand why he can't come to dinner on a Saturday at three o'clock because it's game day. Like they still don't know. <laughs> no, that's okay. I feel like every family's different. I feel like so I've got friends that still don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just one I of I don't know things. how you ever get them to understand at that point. You're just no, like they think that they should just be able to ask off work and go or yeah. why couldn't yeah. they just leave? Why couldn't they just tell their boss? I'm like, it just doesn't work like that. No. Okay, so you go to a lot of baseball games, which means there are a lot of fans and parents. So I want to hear if you can share, if you feel comfortable. So one of the, some crazy fan stories that you've experienced. I try to stay to myself. I try to find a spot where nobody is, and I just kind of sit by myself. But I do remember two years ago, there was this mom. We don't even know if she was a mom, honestly. Never seen her before. She just came. And she stands by me, and she was by me was right by the dugout gate. And she's yelling all these negative things. Each player did something wrong except for her baby boy. And then she was standing at the coach's gate. And so she's telling the coaches what they're doing wrong and what they need to fix. And I've never heard anybody speak so negatively to a coach or to a player. Like they could hear everything. Thankfully, the athletic director was there that night and told her to leave or asked her to back away and stop doing that. But I was just like, this is the meanest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Thankfully, college, you don't hear a lot of negativity about coaches and players even when you're sitting with them, you just don't hear that as much. So it was kind of out of the ordinary to hear such negative comments about everything that was so loud for everyone to hear. I, if I was the son, I would be mortified. Yeah. I would like start crawling into a hole. I would be able to <laughs> So going back to like you being kind of this figure in these boys' lives, how do you balance, because we've gotten this question a couple of times before, how do you balance like not being their like mom or like a team mom, but you're more like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm that supportive role and I'm not trying to be your mom. Like, you know what I mean? How do you balance that? I think they notice and they know I'm not their mom, obviously, but it's just more of a friendly type relationship I guess you could say you know if they want to come talk about something they do if they have a funny story they'll come talk or if they're a player that's been there for a couple of years we might you know have a funny story about a previous year a previous player something like that so it's more of like a friendly relationship but also with that hey I'm here if you need anything or if you want to talk or whatever yeah, we've we've received that question a couple times uh, sent to us like DM'd on Instagram because a lot of women are kind of afraid to come off as like watching over you mothering figure instead of just being that cool friendship that you can, you know, have and instead of being like too much, but you want to have the right balance. So it sounds like you have figured that out, which is great. But I do want to ask, where are all these players from? 
So our conference in Mississippi in junior college, you're only allowed to have so many out-of-state players. So baseball only has four out-of-state scholarships. So we only have four players from out-of-state. So they typically come from Louisiana because we're only 20 minutes from the Louisiana line. The rest of them are from Mississippi. There are some exceptions where they kind of might have a house, like a, a game day house in Starkville, and they live in Alabama. They can still use that and be in-state, but... They're all from all over. There's some local kids. There's some kids from the coast. There's some from near Memphis. They're just all over the state, really. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the scholarship rule. I had no idea. I'm sure that also brings like a lot of parents and fans and stuff like that if they're close to the school. Yeah, and that's nice because a lot of them, they do get to see their parents during the season at least once a week because our parents do travel very well and sometimes twice a week because they do come to as much as they can also. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, our final question. This question is something we ask during every interview. If you were to go back in time and tell yourself first starting out on this journey, one thing that you've learned now, what would you say? Throw the schedule out the window. (laughs) Do not plan anything because it's not going to happen. And don't get your feelings hurt when it doesn't happen. You're not the problem. It's baseball. How do you not get upset by the schedule being thrown out the window? Because that's something that most women struggle with. Because I think most women have it like ingrained in their brains that if I plan everything out, it'll work out perfectly. So how do you manage being okay with that? I'm not going to say that I'm okay with it or that I'm not upset about it. It's just really annoying. That's the thing. Like, it's just annoying to be like, okay, we're going to do this this night, or we made plans with these friends this day, and oh, you have to go recruiting, or oh, it rained on your game day, so now there's a game. It's just super annoying. Like I said earlier, okay, so this day there's nothing planned. Okay, I'm going to look forward to that time together because quality time is my love language. So, I'm going to look forward to that quality time and then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that's like, keep working at it. I feel like, and it's hard. I definitely get that, but we appreciate you coming on here and sitting in your cute little classroom. (laughs) We can see in the background (laughs) and talking to us about um, college baseball because we have not done that very often. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season underscore Women's Guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.